Are you making over $100,000 and still feel squeezed every month? Maybe like millions of Americans. And we'll unpack that whole situation. And then high school shop class is on the rise. Why? Helping you win in your work life so that you can win in other areas of your life. More money, more meaning is the goal here. This is the Ken Coleman Show. I'm Ken. All right. We're going to get into some data today because we've got a growing problem, and I think it is more than a micro problem of people's individual economies, in other words, their bank accounts, their financial life. I think this could lead to bigger problems in this very interesting economic cycle that we are in in this country. Very, very interesting time economically. All right, let's lay out some of the facts. Because if you are listening to me and watching this, and you are in this situation, a six-figure earner who's feeling squeezed to the point of living paycheck to paycheck, you need to listen to this. It is time for a wake-up call. And again, this is more important than just your personal bank account. When you got this many people in the situation that I'm about ready to unveil, you have a potential massive economic problem. Here we go. 64% of U.S. consumers were living paycheck to paycheck as of December 2022. Now, I'm letting that sit. One of the things they teach you in broadcasting school is the power of a pause. And I want to make sure that you hear that. That's not just a piece of data. That's not something to... Just consider quickly and move on. 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. This is a survey by Payments.com. This is up three percentage points from the same time in 2021. Now, if we pull that out, okay, of the whole, the U.S. population... It would mean that 9.3 million more Americans. So you hear three percentage points, and it doesn't sound like a lot, right? Oh, well, that's that's up three percentage points from December 2021. Until you pull that out, you go, that's 9.3 million more Americans that are living paycheck to paycheck in one year, 12 months. It's pretty fascinating. It's horrible. Roughly 8 million of the 9.3 million would be people earning more than 100 thousand dollars a year now i'm just going to tell you if this steps on your toes i'm sorry but if you are making one hundred thousand dollars a year you should not be in any economy living paycheck to paycheck well ken inflation is so high the gas and the groceries and then eating out i'm so sick of hearing about inflation i gotta tell you something i co-host the Ramsey Show, at least two, th- three times a week. I'll be on today with George Camel. And we did a debt-free scream yesterday with Dave Ramsey. Can I just tell you something? People that do their debt-free screams never talk about inflation. They never talk about it. Inflation doesn't affect people who have margin. Now, I didn't say that I like inflation. Hey, I got two teenage boys. You want to hear somebody gripe about inflation, I'm your guy. Do you know how much bacon I go through in a week with two teenage boys? Hamburgers, 
I mean, I'm telling you something. I feel it. But I've got margin, and I've got discipline, and I can adjust my budget. We have got to stop making excuses about inflation. Why? Because I'm cranky? No. Because inflation is here to stay. What? Yeah. I'm here to tell you that while you're seeing some reports that the rate of inflation is dropping some, it is. But it's not slowing enough. And let me tell you something, folks. Inflation is here to stay. We're seeing, I'm going to nerd out for a second, but I want some of you to understand this, that inflation is not going to just drop. In fact, I would expect that inflation spikes later this year and into the first quarter of 2024. Why? This is a prediction, but I pay attention to this stuff every day. We still have a massive gap in our job economy. Quick history. The pandemic happens. Four million people leave the job force. Coming out of the pandemic, late 2020, early 2021, the economy spins off four million new jobs. So you can do the math. Four million people leave the workforce. They're done. They don't come back. The economy creates four million new jobs. And so now for the better part of three and a half years in this economy, we have more jobs that are available, almost two to one. It's about one and a half jobs available for every person who's unemployed. Folks, listen to me. The pandemic and all the free cash and the extended unemployment benefits, I'm going to go through this here. It created this cash flow situation, and it was at the same time that we had a lot of jobs left unfilled. So what happened? Companies began to pay more, and the wage pressures took the cost of everything up. It's cooling a little bit right now, but we haven't filled the jobs. So inflation's not going anywhere. Now, I want to move through a couple other things. Recent data from Credit Karma shows that Gen Z and millennials have seen their credit card debt rise significantly in the second quarter of this year, 2023. Gen Z, listen to this, credit card debt in the Gen Z category rose 4.2%. It's about $3,300 average per person of credit card debt. While millennials increased their credit card debt by 2.5% to an average of nearly $7,000. Consumer loans made mostly of credit card debt have risen consistently from a low in the pandemic. So it's like we got scared, we saved up a bunch of money, and then we went, ah, screw it, I want some stuff. Now here's what's going to happen. The end of August, the student loan payments that have been paused are coming due. If that's you, it is time for you to take control. If I'm talking to you and you're making $100,000 or more and you are living paycheck to paycheck, can I just tell you something? Inflation is not your problem. Spending is your problem because you don't have patience, because you don't understand persistence. Mature people, any generation, I don't care if we go to the greatest generation, down to my parents' generation, the boomers, to my generation, the Xers, to millennials, to Zs, to whatever's coming after that. Let me just tell you something. Maturity leads to success, and you cannot have full maturity if you don't understand the beautiful principles of patience 
and persistence. I'm going to keep working hard. I'm going to keep saving. I'm going to pay off debt. I'm going to wait for the ship to come in. I get up every day. I hustle and I wait for my opportunity. But we have a culture that wants everything right now and we'll just figure it out later. America went from saving more than they had ever saved. American households saved up to $2.3 trillion in the first quarter of 2020. This is in the pandemic. And everybody freaked out, man. And then they were like, oh, I think I'm okay. I may not have to wear a mask. I, I may not die. And they got right back to the same old thing. When we get more money, the temptation is to spend more money. This could turn our economy into a house of cards. Hey, I want you to stop right now and just listen to this. I want you to imagine life four months from now, but you're actually making a starting salary of $75,000. Bethel Tech has a front-end web development micro-credential that you can earn in just 15 weeks for only $5,000. Coding skills are in high demand right now, and you learn them in less than four months. So whether you want to level up your career and salary or you've always wanted to be in tech, you can get started on Bethel Tech's front-end web development micro-credential or a data science micro-credential, another hot field. Now's the time. Let's go. The next class actually is right around the corner. March 18th is when it starts, and Bethel Tech is going to offer you, as a Ken Coleman Show listener, 10% off. So go to BethelTech.net slash Ken Coleman for details. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Ken Coleman Show, helping you get unstuck so you can become unstoppable. If you're enjoying the show via YouTube, we would love for you to like the video you're watching, subscribe to the channel, and share as well. That would help us grow. Thank you very much. If you listen to via uh, your favorite podcast app, would you follow us? Give us a five-star review and share as well. Thank you very much. All right, this is uh, this is fun. I'm, I'm particularly excited about this. Um. And I've been very, very vocal about our school system. I believe it's absolutely broken in the United States. We are creating test takers, not pathfinders. It has become about dollars and cents, not common sense. It's all about funding and measurements and markers, standardized tests, all designed to cover the rear ends of legislators, governors, school board members. It's big business. It's big business. And that business is based on your tax dollars. So in my hand, an article from CNBC, headline, High School Shop Class is Back. Uh, This is interesting. From the 1990s to the 2010s, students took fewer credits in shop class, or as it is now called, career tech Education. This is data from the National Center of Education Statistics. But with more job openings in the trades and the value perceived or real, the value of four-year education is being highly, highly questioned. And many people are going, eh, it's not my thing. We're seeing enrollment down across the board, four-year education 
higher education and even junior colleges, community college, two-year degrees. Enrollment's down. Why? Value's not there. This is just like any other exchange of money that a customer would have with an organization. They don't like your stuff. They don't think it's worth it. They don't buy it. You go out of business. It's about value, and the customers always determine the value. During the 2016 and 17 school year, 98% of public school districts offered CTE, career tech education, to high school students, though the types of programs varied. And so this was uh, across 39 states. 125 different related policies were approved. Boosting funding for these programs was a top priority of those policies. I think it's good, but I'm going to tell you what hasn't changed. It, the, the, it, the efforts are clearly out there, but overall, the messaging hasn't changed. The majority of Americans still look down their nose at the trades because kids aren't showing up. I talk about this on my show all the time, whether it's carpenters, electricians, they can't get enough people. They're not seeing American teenagers, American young 20s show up. Why? It's not the kid's fault. They've been told their whole life, whether directly or indirectly, the messaging has been, you need to go to college in order to be successful. It's A1, the best option. That's what they've been told. Again, whether directly or indirectly, and again, my kids are still hearing it. I, I'm the voice of reason in my house. But let me tell you something. I've sat with my oldest, who's going to be senior. He wants to go to film and television. I've told him. I've had him sit with people. I've, I've, I'm blessed to have relationships, and I got him sit down with several very successful producers recently. They told him, you don't need to go to college. I've taken him to a film trade school. He saw it, understood it. And I can say this without embarrassing him because he doesn't listen to my show. I promise you that. Well, I was talking to my wife last night. It's fresh on my mind. She said, yeah, he really wants to go to college. <sighs> you know why he wants to go to college? Because all his friends are going to college. Do you know why all his friends are going to college, Alex? Because they... And their parents have been indoctrinated that it's just the right next step. So the tide's turning, but this is a massive, massive ship. It's going to take a while to turn. Pretty interesting, though. Uh, let me cite for some of you who are willing to have an open mind. Nolan Brunn is cited in this article, the CNBC article. He attended high school in Anoka, Minnesota, from 2015 to 2019, felt the pressure to follow the four-year college path. But his high school also offered woodshop and metalwork classes, and it had a partner program with a local vocational college where he could spend three hours of his school day learning welding. After graduation, he landed at the Western Welding Academy in Wyoming. 
And the students go through a six-month intensive program to teach them everything from flawless welding skills skills to how to handle themselves in the workplace. The CEO of Western Welding Academy, where this young man Brun went, is named Tyler Sass. He dropped out of high school at 16 to become a welder. What a loser. What a knucklehead this guy is. What are what he's up to? Oh, yeah. He's the CEO of Western Welding Academy after having been a 16-year-old dropout. You ready for this? During his best year as a welder, he made $350,000. <laughs> yeah, Dan, uh, I just looked into the, the booth in there, and Nathan's eyebrows just went into his hairline. He's got a good hairline. Look at that kid. $350,000 is a welder. Now, who's a loser? Now he has his own now he has his own training school. This is a quote from Alabama Industrial Development Training Head Ed Castile. He says, What we have in the workforce is a pretty big hole where we didn't do that training. He's talking about the trades. We're scrambling to get people skilled up in the areas that we need. So every year we graduate more career tech ed students, the better we are. Now, I want to I want to pause all the conversation on trades and their value for a second, and I want to throw something else at you. The headlines that are dominating in the world of work news on CNBC, Fox Business, MSNBC, CNN, all the business, go to their pages and look at their business news pages. And you cannot get through one page without seeing a bunch of AI warnings. In the news again yesterday, economists predicting low-wage workers will lose their jobs en masse to AI. Hmm. Let me tell you what AI can't replace. A bricklayer, a mechanic, a welder. Some of you go, ah, I don't know, Ken. I got these really impressive AI welding machines. Yeah, I know, but I took a call on this show not too long ago where the guy goes, Ken, I got an option. I need to run by. I said, what's the option? He said, well, I've uh, got a great welding job, and uh, they're going to give me a promotion here, or I've got an opportunity to go down the street and work for another company and that's welding, too. I said, well, what's the difference between the two jobs? He said, well, the job I'm in right now, I'll still be welding. I really love welding. I said, what about the other one? He said, I'd be watching a machine do some welding. I said, well, what's the point of you being there if the machine's doing the welding? He goes, well, the machine can't quite do certain things all the time the right way, and so I have to monitor the machine. Aha! Here's the point. I'd be thinking about tech and I'd be thinking about the trades if I was raising kids these days. Outside of that, AI could be coming for you. Very interesting. I love that shop class is back. Just be careful, kids. Don't want any injuries.
All right, I love coaching people up so that they can get clear and then confidently move forward. Joe is up next in Cleveland, Ohio. Joe, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hi, Ken. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. You bet. What's up today? Yeah, so um, I'll just start it off with a summary. I'm feeling very isolated in my job search. Um, Basically, I'm looking for in-person networking meetings to go to. I tend to be very extroverted and that's a really a dimension of space that I thrive in, but I'm not finding um, a lot of those. I'm not finding any accountability partners. I mean, people that I can strategize with and report to, you know, on a weekly or biweekly basis to kind of, you know, work on some things, go back, do some back and forth. I'm trying to go to recruiters, but a lot of them are ghosting me. Uh, I have, I've gone to public agencies and they ghost me as well. Um, I'm trying to sometimes do, you know, the resumes, tailored resumes, but I'm getting writer's block because I don't have anybody to kind of bounce ideas off. And so I'm starting to feel really demoralized uh, and, you know, at times defeated about the whole process. So yeah. um, the question, I guess, is what avenues can I pursue in this job search to kind of get over some of these uh, these hurdles that yeah. I described? Well, thanks for being transparent. Um, Thank you, bet. I think there's two things that are popping out to me. The first is, is, you need more friends and we need to figure out why you don't have more friends. Okay. And then the second thing is, is you're playing the job lottery. And so you're getting exactly the results that I would expect you to get. And the, what stinks about this is that it's discouraging you. So we need better strategies and I'm going to tell you some of those. So let's start with the first issue. I heard this theme. Uh, I don't have anybody that can hold me accountable. Uh, don't have anybody that I can report to, you know, encourage you along the way. And so the question is, is why do you feel so, why do you feel so isolated? I've got, if I were in your shoes, I'm thinking of about five to seven dudes easy that I'm already doing life with that. I'm like, Hey man, I need to grab a drink. Let's get a cigar. I need a little one-on-one time and, and just, I can be frustrated with them. I can be mad with them. I could be weak with them, transparent. And I've got that. I got. A, I got a little bit of a tribe there. Do you not have that? I do not. What is the reason as to why that's the case? What's keeping you from I, having friends? I don't know. I've reached out to people. Um, I try to get together with people, uh, but I just don't who? get a lot of who. Who are you reaching out to to get together with? Are these acquaintances? Um, you know, yeah, people that I've that I've worked with. Um, yeah, people that I've worked with. What's your relationship you situation? Know, Are you married? I'm, I'm engaged. Okay. And how many friends does your fiancé have? Uh, she is also doesn't have a lot of friends, so we just kind of lean on each other a lot. For Do you do anything social socially uh, outside of work and at home? You, you go to a church? Are you involved in some type of a social club? Well, that's the thing. I've been look. I've been looking for social clubs, um, you know, for activities and stuff like that. I just haven't. I haven't been able to find any. I just, uh, as far as you know, personal stuff. Um, I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of activities I like to do. But as far as finding the what activities you, know, the social, do you like to do? Oh, I like to do uh, MMA. Uh, I like to do self defense. I hike. Great. Um, so is there not a local MMA training club or, or gym where guys are in there doing all that stuff? Well, I'm in, I'm in transition right now. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you didn't answer my question. Okay. This I'm now seeing what the problem is. 
Okay. You make excuses. I think you deal with a lot, and I'm not trying to be unkind, so please hear me that I'm, I'm going to take on a little bit more of a tough love coach right now. Can you handle that? And I'm being serious. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're making excuses. I don't know what your transition is, and it doesn't even matter. The question I asked you is, you're calling from the Cleveland, Ohio area. Are you staying in that area or are you moving? Yeah, I'm staying with that, in okay. that area. How many MMA-type clubs do you think, off the top of your head, are in the greater Cleveland area? I'd say probably about five or six. Right. So if I like something, so I enjoy golf, I enjoy pickleball, uh, I enjoy poker, those would be three hobbies, and so I get together with people and I engage in that hobby. And uh, so I, if, I, if I'm an MMA guy, I'm going to go get in a gym and I'm just going to go for me and I'm going to work out, but I'm going to make conversation. And I'm going to be interested in people. And the more interested in people, here's what I know, they become more interested in me. And then I begin to develop relationships. There is zero reason that is excusable for you and your fiance to be so isolated. You're not putting yourself out there because you're afraid. And I get it, but you're making excuses well, Ken, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. Here's the deal. Uh, the accountability piece will happen and the friendship piece will happen when you become friendly, which means, number one, you got to show up somewhere uh, where you're interested and there are like-minded people, and then you become interested in them. You ask them questions about their family, how long they've been doing it, and they will reciprocate. Get involved in a church, get involved in some other social club, something, and become friendly. And when I become friendly, I start to get friends that's how you build community all right until then you may have to rely on some old college buddies or high school buddies where you can call that at least you can be vulnerable with them or whatever or maybe you got to go see a professional counselor all right for the for the whole i you know i'm down i need to be encouraged because everybody needs that i think it's very important that's why i've spent most of my time on this part now let's just talk about the job situation um you reaching out to recruiters and them ghosting you that's kind of the name of the game you know, recruiters can be hit and miss. I wouldn't say that every recruiter's that way. Uh, and so you just got to get back up on the horse on the recruiter side of things. But as far as jobs and stuff, applying and just submitting your stuff online, you are a nameless, faceless person. They are using AI to screen you. And so there are some techniques where you can use, you know, uh, you need to make sure that your your resumes have uh, the keywords that are in the job description to help AI get you through there. But I would never rely on that. I wrote a book called The Proximity Principle. I'm going to give it to you today. That's what you need. You need to read this book cover to cover. I'm going to give it to you. Okay? Thank you. Whatever format you want. So so in just a moment, Christian will give that to you. All right? But what you've got to do is is stop submitting resumes and hoping you get a call back. That's not working. We would agree, yes? Yes. All right. What works is I want to work at company ABC. All right. Who do I know that works at company ABC? And if I don't know someone directly, do I go, do my relationships acquaintances, and I'm going to put the word out, go, do any of you know anybody who works at company ABC? And this is the old school match game, okay, where we just keep turning over tiles and we're looking for a match, a connection. Now, I tell this to people and they go, okay, Ken, it makes sense. But I find that a lot of people won't do this. You think that it's too hard. 
because it could involve rejection. And you're right. It is hard, but not too hard. It will involve rejection, but you can handle it. Or you can keep sending 70 emails a day on LinkedIn getting crickets. And every day that you get crickets is a day that you have to fight the voice inside of you that says, you're not good enough. That's the reality. We're so scared of rejection, but can I tell you what you should be deathly afraid of? Is depression. See, rejection is, I go for it, I went for it, I didn't get a yes, but I began to build up a muscle for hearing the word no. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, being rejected is brutal. I started out at 33 in broadcasting, and I'm the product. So I put myself out there, and, and, and let me tell you something. Joe Hankins sitting in the uh, control room. We've been together now for a long, long time. I can't even remember how long it is. Joe will tell me later. But here's the deal. I tried to get on at the station where I met Joe, where he was an engineer, for two years. And the general manager never returned my emails. That hurts. But the more I put myself out there, the more I got over it. I got used to it. I came back a second and a third time. And guess what? Got a meeting with the owners. The owners told the general manager, who ignored me multiple times, you're putting Ken on the air. You betcha you are, Pally Wally. I just kept going. I didn't quit. Hang on the line. We'll teach you how to connect, and opportunities will show up at your front door. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.